Hello, one and all. Welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. We are a book club that like to get together every week and talk about a volume, a story, or an arc either chosen by ourselves or you as the viewers. My name is Scott. I'm from the channel Scott Shelf. Hello, how are you doing? I'm joined by my fantastical co-hosts. We've got Shane up here from Dawn of Comics. Ahoy, hoy. And we've got Philip up here from Phil's Nerdyverse. Howdy ho. Great. Uh, thank you, everyone who's joined in so far. Let's go ahead and say a little quick hello, and then we'll say what we're going to be reading. Phil, jumping in here straight away. He's got the good seat. Glenn, retaliating. He farted on them. They're not good anymore. <laughs> They're better. <laughs> jumping in. Heidi Ho, haven't read along this week, but looking forward to hearing all about it. Um, and then we've also got Triple G, evening all, looking good. Thank you very much. You too, bud. Um, so today we are going to be talking about Daredevil, Devil at Bay. This was written by Mark Wade, uh, drawn by Chris Samney, and colored by Javier Rodriguez. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, this show is available on all podcast networks. So if you are listening on a podcast right now and you fancy coming to join in live in this show, then make sure to do so on Wednesdays at half past nine if you're in the UK or check the description below to see the time zone differences there. Um, if you like the sound of this book, if you haven't read it and you like the sound of it, then do go ahead to the, to the, to the description of this video <laughs> my, my stutter's kicking in uh go to the description and click the amazon link and you will have a chance to buy the book we'll get a little bit of money and all that money will go back to you for the viewer's choice prize and i think that's it there we go it. so without further ado shane my dear would you like to kick us off after your synopsis i will Twice. I've done this again. <laughs> twice, oh, twice. I've done it again. Here we go. The synopsis of this book of Daredevil is uh, so Matt Murdock moves from Hell's Kitchen to San Francisco, apparently somewhere he had been before, and uh, he kind of meets up with a um, enemy, ally, anti-hero, hero, friend guy named the Shroud. Uh, kind of does a little bit of canoodling here and there with him. Uh, and they have a common <laughs> a common enemy called the Owl. Um, and they try and hunt him down. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, uh, without spoiling anything for anyone, it doesn't... It, it was kind of like a, a nothing volume, but with stuff in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Yes. All right. So, what do what do you think, Shane? Overall, or give us a quick... overall first impressions. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if it was the fact that it was just such a breezy read, but it didn't drag. There were no slow moments from start to finish, and I read it in less than an hour, so you can't really complain at that. I didn't waste any of my time. So, <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed didn't. it. It was Did fun. You even, do you even look at the panels? <laughs> you just read go 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 done well or was I mean, it like art, no, look, not great no, daredevil's blind daredevil's blind so i'll read it blind as well and just <laughs> i i had a braille version i just ran my fingers across it. <laughs> uh, i mean shane's right to an extent too like in the last lot of weeks and months we've read some real cosmic stuff some real heavy silver age bronze age stuff some space intergalactic war books so mm -hmm. this was like a 
like Daredevil is a is a is a hero that is at ground level, and it felt like we were brought back down to ground level to read something kind of not simple. It is a basic story. It is kind of it's fine. That's the way I describe it. It's simple and basic and fine. But Don't do it was it. yeah yeah it was really good. I, I did enjoy it. Shane touched on the art there, and I agree that it's. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Sandney. I know he's quite big name in the comic book world and does a lot of stuff, but that particular style I'm not a fan of. So I didn't spend a lot of time looking at the art. Um, but the story overall, I thought was was um was it was solid. It was fine. Yeah, I think yeah. my major problem with the art is it's not that it's bad art. It's just for me, it's not Daredevil. It was far too bright and colourful. For a daredevil book for me yeah. like it was always all set in the daytime you know it was just it was a bit too bright and happy i think it's daredevil needs the dark and yeah but he needs the new york doesn't he the dark grimy streets yeah. and the dirt and grime yeah it was just a bit too bright so do you think uh mark way decided to kind of push this towards you know from the dark and grimy get him into a different environment and put him in you know a very bright situation where uh, you know where he can't you know maybe his senses are a bit dulled um i think he was kind of i took it to be sort of more like he's out now you know they everyone knows it's matt murdoch so he doesn't need the dark grimy shadows anymore because he's not hiding so he knows who he is so he's just out in the daytime now he's just out and about doing what he does yeah yeah um Comic vs. the World, he's saying, even gents, you'll catch up on the replay, but thank you for jumping in anyway. Uh, we've got... Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Triple G, he says he, he's always enjoy, uh, enjoyed Wade's stories, particularly his Flash. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Uh, and Tottenham Gaming coming in saying maybe he thought it was nighttime and he can't see him. It literally doesn't matter. But, yeah. Okay, I did enjoy the kind of adaption to, to San Francisco, the, it did mention as well that whenever he's kind of like jumping through the buildings, like the the buildings were too far away, to the point where he doesn't quite judge them right. Obviously, in New York, so it's a, it's a yeah. concrete jungle, everything's compacted and so on. So, I, I don't know the motivation for bringing him to San Francisco because it, it did he wasn't following an enemy as such. Like I know he was kind of summoned by the the police officer whose got little girl was kidnapped at the start. Yeah, but, but it sounds of like things he was always going to go there anyway. Yeah. So, um, I, I would have thought at this point, if you're going to bring him to a new city for something, it, it would be like a, there's a big bad, and he's going there to investigate it. So that wasn't really explained as such. They just kind yeah. of yeah. had him at the bay, and that was it. I think like yeah, he as... should have been there looking for the owl, shouldn't he? Mm. Yeah, that should have been what brought him there. Yeah, as as a new reader, uh, someone who's never read Daredevil, I, I, I felt. Uh, that everything was explained quite well. I mean, you know, uh, it shows his origin and like, you know, how he became blind in like one big, like one page splash. And that was really like drawn really well. And, um, you know, it, it explained why, like maybe not why he was in San Francisco, but it explained that he was in San Francisco. It explained that he uh, told everyone his identity and, you know, and it was... I I felt this you know I know this is a volume one but I felt this is a really good like starting point and I would be more than happy to carry on reading from here. Yeah, 
from what I gather with, with Daredevil, and I've only really jumped on the Chip Sadarsky stuff, which is fantastic, by the way. But I, I get the impression that Daredevil is just kind of consistently good, but like not brilliant on all all his runs. Like even like Frank Miller back in the day, and obviously with Mark Wade and so on. Like I just think like I go back to him being ground level. It's just almost like even though he's blind and whatever, like you tend to relate to him a lot more. And I think this is a good starting point in terms of like it's a new clean break. Explain everything about Foggy, um, and his kind of mysterious death and so on. And like, so if you were starting here, moving onwards, you're just going to have that consistency throughout. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, Chris Moff Marshall is jumping in saying, "Hey, old quick question: Why did you start at this point in Wade's run rather than the very start? Uh, loads of setup into this. He was there for many reasons. Um, this was my pick." I just because Marvel restarts their books so freaking often, you have no idea where to jump on. It says no, volume yeah. one, but there were probably eight Daredevil volume ones out that year. So know. you know, just grab one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, what are the reasons? Tell us. We'll... When well, when I my kind of like if it's not a book that I already know, and I'm just looking for a you know, oh, I fancy something new. I'll just go. I'll pick a character, and in this instance, I picked Daredevil, and I just went. You know, top ten best graphic novels you know that kind of thing or best 10 stories or something like that for for a character and and this was up there it's quite recent um and mark wade good writer and uh i like the cover <laughs> and that was pretty much it and it was a volume one so i thought you know why not i mean no matter where what i picked for daredevil i was going to be lost somewhere for something um but yeah that's why i picked it fair enough yeah but Scott, you don't have to explain yourself to to Chris, okay? Tell him to. <laughs> Apparently, I did. Well, Phil asked as well. I mean, <laughs> you pick so anyway... what you want. You don't let him tell you otherwise. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's go to the art, if that's okay. Um, obviously, the selling point for Daredevil with the art is how he sees things, you know, sees, um, and you know, my only ever you know, a visual representation of Daredevil seeing is in the Ben Affleck film, in the Netflix TV shows, and <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking about it. Um, uh, so yeah, so it was really cool um, for it to be pretty much accurate to what I already have seen um, in terms of how Daredevil sees in with, you know, the red line, the red and black lines everywhere, to the kind of sonar kind of stuff. Like, yeah, well. like the radar, yeah. Yeah. To be fair with the art, like you're right, it, it does that really well. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Sam. I mean, like, granted, I haven't read too much. I actually read it was Mark Wade and Chris Sam had done the Black Widow book, which I read uh, a while back just for the movie type thing. And I like that, but the art style is just not for me. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, everything just seems very kind of clean cut without any kind of like wrinkles on their faces or something. There's not a lot of detail, very flat colors. Yeah, I feel like this kind of. I'm not. I'm not trying to slag the artist off because I mean I'm not an artist, but I feel like this kind of art would lend itself better to like a Scooby Doo comic or something. Do, do you know what I mean? Like more kind of aimed towards a younger audience. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want to just slap Chris yeah. Samney now or like? 
I mean, this is a serious, like, this starts off quite serious. I mean, the get mm-hmm. little girl that he's trying to save has a bomb in her, you know, and he's like darting around the city trying to get away from these guys who have the detonator. It's really serious and it's really tense because you don't know if he's going to just explode this poor little girl. And then the art is a bit too cartoony and fun and bright. And I think, yeah, the, the, yeah. the art just the story. You're right, because having a bomb and a little girl I thought was quite dark. I think it's quite a dark yeah. storyline. And the art yeah. didn't didn't match the kind of seriousness yeah. of that you're on. It on probably the could have reflected that, yeah. It could have reflected the whole thing a bit better. Yeah. You know, it could have been at least nighttime. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just to make it darker. It was yeah, all I mean, beautiful day, blue like, skies. Like beautiful yeah. summer's day. There was no rain, there was no grimness. It was just it was just all too too pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. No, like now that I'm thinking about it. It is a bit weird, but that, that whole scene, apart from that, I did enjoy it in terms of like, again, how he's using his senses to get through all this and the whole, it's a very fast paced scene as well, isn't it? And yeah. you know, how he gets into the hospital. Um, I, yeah, I, think... I mean, sorry, go on. So go on, no, go on. Glenn is making some very quippy remarks here and there. So earlier <laughs> on, he said, Scott, was it a blind choice? <laughs> yes, dead on. It was a very blind choice. Um, and he's also said, was it an explosive read? <laughs> this particular section, yeah, it kind of was. Um, yeah. Go on, One sorry. thing is what I, I liked about the art. Sorry, Shane, you go ahead. I, 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 I was just that scene. Like, I really, really enjoyed that scene. Like, the, it was really great. The action. Like, you can you can sort of forgive the art because your brain can sort of twist it into what you would mm-hmm. rather see. But the one thing I didn't like is the voice in his ear. Like, um, he had um, Kirsten. What's her name? Kristen, Kristen in his ear. Yeah. Kristen in his ear. And I felt that that was a bit too much, ba- too Batman-esque, wasn't it? Like too Batman Oracle. Oracle. Yeah. I, I prefer Daredevil to be alone, sort of just doing his thing on his yeah. own. Rather he, needed, than he needed the help, didn't he? Because he said that he was in San Francisco. It was like he used to be there before, but it's all changed and he needed some new eyes. See, see that's yeah. the thing too. That, that that leads me to think, like, why, why do the story then? Like, why did he go to San Francisco if he knew he couldn't be what he, need, he needed to be there? Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Or, I mean, like Venom is in well, San Francisco just... at some point. There's heroes in San Francisco. Like, what brought him there to the point where he knows he's not going to be at his full strength because he can't? And yeah. he needs Kirsten McDuffie, who's isn't the Oracle. It's not. It's just, it's just a lawyer. Essentially, I guess. I guess maybe just pure storytelling. They need to give him another obstacle. Maybe like yeah. uh, like I have no idea what happened before, and I'm just you know I'm just guessing. Maybe he was at a point where he was too. Too good, too overpowered, maybe, and they needed to put something in his way, so they went. We'll check him in San Francisco. He doesn't know that place, so yeah, that's my. It, it just feels a bit lazy. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it could have been explained in the previous volume, like Chris said. So that's true. Uh, Chris also said um, the art did make it a bit more swashbuckling, but he does love Sammy's art, and the grimness does just not uh, in these. It issues. does come. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, loads of rain too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Andy's here as well. Evening, thanks for joining. The thing about that scene, the hospital, there's a few scenes, but mainly that one when he was rushing to the hospital with the art, you can definitely feel the intensity and the fact that it was very fast paced. Like you can feel the urgency to him yeah. to get there. What yeah. I liked as well with the art, um, and it's not a new thing, it happens quite often in books where so he has his battens. And the way that kind of focuses in some panels of it, like hooking around the wall or hooking on the yeah. washing line, it kind of adds that kind of, you know, action scene. It's almost like you can almost like hear 
the click or whatever off the bat yeah. and kind of going around I the thought, washing line. So like stuff like that. I thought that some of those panels with the with the buttons looked like they were drawn in such a way that if you wore 3D glasses, it would have popped yeah. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, yeah, I really enjoyed those panels. Okay. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, like I say, it was just a bit too bright and happy for a Daredevil right. book for me personally. Yeah, but I can okay. understand why people love this artist. Yeah, uh, do you want to get into some pages? Yeah, boy. Always. Yeah. All right. We'll go. We'll start with Shane. Start with Shane. Show us what you got. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So this was uh, the guy that was chasing Daredevil when he had the girl with the bomb. He had the detonator, and. I just I thought it was great. I love a, a good page like this where the the guys the hero is reflected in a helmet or a window or something. And you just see them smashing through. I just thought it was quite good, and it's it's darker because the, the shadows and stuff. So it looks more like Daredevil to me. He's not just plain red and he's not bright. And it's the one you know. Yeah, and also hmm. I like this little quip up here in the corner. What does it say? It says I think he says something about I'll, I'll ask him when he wakes up. And he's just like yeah. fly punches suppose, it in the face. I suppose I'll ask him when he wakes up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is good. It is good. That's a cool, cool uh, image. Yeah, it was. It was cool. It was very cool. This, yeah, just after he jumped out of the hospital window, and it and it's, it's such a clever way to show that you know instead of just showing him jump out of a hospital window to punch a guy, it's a really fun way to. And even the way the, the the colors are dulled down as well, and the reflection, yeah. it's just that's just really cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, great. Uh, Philip? Yeah, so this is the darkest, grimmest uh, panel I could find in the book. This this kind of um, reminds me of what, you know, what Daredevil's about sometimes. Um, but the, the, the reason I picked this page, obviously you've got the Shroud with his, you know, his stubble and he's living in, you know, that really crummy apartment that needs a good clean and probably needs to burn down in all fairness. It's just the fact that he lifts that coffee filter. Oh, it's so oh. gross. And it's gross because <laughs> so there's gross. like a cigarette butt. There's a few other yeah. little things in it. And it's just, it's a real dirty, skanky apartment he's living in. But, um, you know, obviously he has this little one picture of his, of his one true love and stuff. But like everything else is like really dark and grim and dirty and manky. But yeah. Yeah. I was so completely gross. lost with that because that picture is Julia Carpenter. That's who. That's who his love is. Who that's would, how it's confused. We know her as Spider Woman. Yeah. Ah. So I don't know what happened to her. Um, I have right. no idea the build up to this and where she's gone and why she's missing. But <laughs> it was a bit of a shock when he says her name, and I'm like, oh, where is she? Because yeah, by this yeah. point, I'd stop. I don't read Marvel comics past this point. This is hot and, garbage and that's the thing. <laughs> I I cannot imagine. We know this in a Daredevil book. It's probably in some other book, somewhere like the Spider Woman book or whatever else, or some sort of event that happened in Marvel, like those six events they do every year. So it's like it's hard to know what what happened before that part with with her. But yeah, we all like Julia, and um, we hope she's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Chris from Off My Shelves has given us a lowdown of what did happen before. So he's done this in two comments. Uh, a racist organization was going to kill him and Foggy and everything he loved, and they had infiltrated all the levels of the city, police, law courts, etc. So he was escaping the heat, and he was disbarred from practicing law because he admitted he was Daredevil, and San Francisco was the only place he could be a lawyer. I remember oh, that bit now. Yeah. So 
there is the motiv motivations for him to go to San Francisco. So that, that clears things up for us there. Um, let's do my page. Here we go. Uh, so, yeah, so this... Uh, it was this aspect of Daredevil that I loved the most, this, his ability to see without seeing. Um, it was really cool. And, you know, you got all that kind of, like, sonar there, and it kind of picks up. It just reminds me of, like, um, you know, when you look at a map and you see the um, the altitude lines? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just reminded me of that, and I really like that. And then the fact that they've got the lub-dub there for the heartbeat, yeah. uh, I thought that was awesome. Just a really cool way to include that. And so just, just how he's using his other senses just to, you know, defeat this and overcome the situation that he's in. And, uh, yeah, I just think, I think the color's awesome. Like, you know, it's not, it's not quite red, is it? It's like, it's more pink, but it's still, yeah, I still really enjoy it. And it's still really cool. Um, definitely, definitely thought it was great. But I was hoping for something more like, you know, like the cover we've got here in the bottom right of the screen, something more, uh, like that, um, the covers, I think, I mean, they're they're done by Chris Samney, but they're the covers are miles better than the sequential art. I'll say that. Obviously, yeah, it has more yeah. time to do the covers. It's one piece. I get that, but the covers by far are are pretty cool and a lot nicer to look at. I think. One hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you guys want to say anything else more about the art? Um, end of the day, well, it's not much to nice. Say. Yeah, the faces are nice enough. <laughs> so Daredevil has ginger hair, okay, and but it's just like obviously we've mentioned it's been really bright and so on. When he's in New York, it doesn't look that ginger. It looked really ginger here, like it looked really bright orange. Yeah, and that's maybe what we're talking about. The, the, the brightness, yeah, it's true. The brightness of the, the book, it's it's like a really stood out, like a real you know carrot top type thing, and it's just like in New York, it doesn't stand out as much as that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just... Well, I can't say anything, because I've never read an NL book. You will read but, more. Yeah. I, I actually do... This has actually made me want to read more. Um, like, if there is like a collected version of this, I wouldn't mind getting it. <laughs> Triple G. I, Steady I, Phil changes in uh, the audience. I didn't say there's anything wrong with that. It's all Phil's one himself. Right? <laughs> just, just from here, down below. <laughs> um, so, question for you then, Scott. Um... <laughs> will you go, one will you read on from this or will you go back and read the stuff that Chris had explained and then go from there if someone would very kindly point me to where I could start but not go too far back then yeah I would go back uh, a little bit but I don't want to go back loads but this was like we need i need to emphasize that this is good for new for new readers like i thought it was fine like yes i know like if you've read it if you've read the stuff before then you'll go no 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 you need to read all this stuff before but you know if you haven't read it anything before and you do read this it's fine like as long as you understand the gist of daredevil and yeah. how and how he works um then everything's cool just crack on with this um but yeah i would really like to to keep reading with this i thought it was it was fun you know it's it's a new character for me to to look into um yeah i i definitely enjoyed it beth's here hey boys and uh chris is also saying that he has a video for me to watch i'm assuming of he's a, a daredevil he probably has a video for everything right now yeah he probably the guys does. on fire yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but Triple G is also uh, suggesting that if you're new to Daredevil, he would read uh, Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil first. That's the suggestion there. But yeah, great. Um, one uh, part of the art... <laughs> Sorry, Liam here come very sarcastically. It's a good place to start. This Daredevil number one from 1964. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Um, yeah, one part of the story I did like, which was very moody, I think, was the whole scene where you first kind of uh, meet Owlman, where they're in the woods, mm -hmm. and uh, and he's got his little, I don't know, like lackey, a helper, someone working for him kind of thing. And I know that whole scene was quite dark. Um, and it was quite clever as well with the owls, Jumping around, and you know, he thinks the sounds he sound the voice coming from over there, but there's an owl there, and he keeps going back and forth. And yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's a really cool way to introduce the character. So, the the actual animal, the owl, ate the mouse or the rat, whatever it was. Yeah, that was clever. So, are they implying that the owl, the criminal, the, the villain, ate this guy? No, he was like, killing, killed. I know, but like, he didn't eat <laughs> the mouse, he just had a dead one in his mouth. So, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know much about the oil. He's appeared in a few things I've read, but generally speaking, he's not that villainous. He's almost like a, you know, just villainous. Yeah, he's easy to kind of swat away, basically. Oh, well, the I owl mean, again. Off you go. Well, yeah. Matt laughs, doesn't he, when he finds yeah. out he's yeah. in town? He, th he yeah. thinks she's going to tell him the kingpin's there. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, and, and then she's like the things. owl, and he just starts laughing. He's like, "Oh, same." Well, I suppose guy. I suppose the king kingpin with the oil. There's a big contrast there, but like, I just I've never known the oil to be a a dangerous kind of villain. But yeah, I guess I could be wrong. Maybe Chris will tell us. Maybe, yeah. He's the daredevil. Yeah. Oh, did you see as well how many? Do you remember in Comic Airwaves the the amount of daredevil books he had? Tons yeah. and tons of them. He had no Nightwing books, though. No, yeah, but so he's our resident pro for tonight for Daredevil. Um, moving on to the story, uh, the story kind of stuff. Um, I absolutely love the way this started. Um, yeah. In terms of like you know hiring a an expert to come in um, and look at all this stuff, and I just it just made me laugh because. It was so cool, you know, he was like sniffing things and listening to things and he was being like, Oh, you know, oh, could you not tell that this is this because of because I listened to it and they're like, What the hell? Um, it was really fun. He was just picking up all of these random out of the blue like clues that you, you wouldn't get just by looking. Um, or you know, and because his senses are so heightened, uh, and then at the end of it, they're like, Where are you going? And then he just goes, I'm gonna go find the nearest bowling alley and <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of went like that, and I was like, "Oh, that was great!" You know, like none I, of us have a clue what he's talking about. I got a hint off Sherlock Holmes, yeah, and that. that obviously he's, he's doing the detective work. He's but he's not letting anyone else in in the secret. Yeah. He's just doing it all on his own, and he's questioning like, "Why are you so stupid? Why can you not smell the yeah. the minerals on this bit of paper from the ocean? Like, how do you not know this?" <laughs> like, and then obviously he goes to the bowling alley by himself. And you know he's sitting in, in the police station. The the, the mother's uh, sergeant or whatever she is in, in the police. Like you know, um, he could have used them as backup and stuff. But yeah, I did I did really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Shane? It made sense. I enjoyed it because it made sense because of his abilities, obviously. But I didn't like it as a character for Daredevil. Like he's not the world's greatest detective. This isn't his job. That like he's a lawyer and he's a vigilante. He's not. A detective so for him to be doing all this detective work felt a bit out of character for me i mean i don't know what happened before this yeah. so maybe he 
went to detective school but it was really out of character and his attitude throughout this entire book oh, was right. just so off-putting i mean i felt like i was reading spider-man just his oh. smug one-liners and oh, his... really? yeah back. <laughs> no but it works for spider-man because spider-man is yeah. a cocky arrogant hero but daredevil isn't well but, maybe I... was it just a good way to kind of uh showcase his abilities really quickly for new readers yeah like i said it works yeah. it makes sense it yeah. works for him but just the the detective part of it didn't like he could have been using that to solve one of his clients issues you know like rather than to solve a crime it should have been to get one of his clients off yeah and then i feel like that would have made a bit more sense he's getting his clients off <laughs> I thought the same. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, Daredevil was great, but Matt Murdock was a massive prick. He was just so he was so arrogant. I thought that the point where you're kind of what you're saying, Shane, like he he wasn't likable as Matt Murdock. Even the idea. So uh, the last issue in this volume was the Foggy Nelson um, issue, which was great, by the way, but. Mm -hmm. Matt Murdock wanted to kind of, you know, fake the death of Foggy Nelson, yeah. and Foggy didn't really want to do it and want to talk about it. But then it, just, it happened. Like Murdock took control to the point where, like, yes, it worked when he needed to. But I just don't like that kind of arrogance of 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 that kind of character. And I just yeah. thought, even whenever the the two girls were in his apartment, they were having a meal or something, and he he was able to tell who the person was. He was explaining to the other person, like, yeah. you know, like mansplaining, like, I could smell this perfume, do this. It's like, all right. All right, take take your partner tricks elsewhere. Like we don't like you yeah. know what you can do, but I just thought it was, it was too much. It was yeah. cool at that at that point when they were at the dinner table and they were talking about the shroud and he was like, "Does he have a long a long cloak?" And they were like, "Yeah." Uh, you know, does he wear boots? Yeah. Is he about this tall? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Where are you going? He's on the roof. I'm going up the roof. <laughs> yeah. That, that See, was he was just fair, too but... cocky and arrogant. Like he, I mean, the shroud got him in a trap like so easy because he just thought he was so much better than him. He yeah. thought, oh, he couldn't possibly get me in a trap. I'm the, I'm the daredevil bitch. Do you know what I mean? And then he just gets him like that and he's just out of his element. And it's like, yeah. if you'd have just stepped back for a second and just thought about things rather than just, I can do whatever I want. I'm daredevil. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was far too arrogant for my liking. And huh. um, then he, he was forty happy. I only know Daredevil to be a bit, a bit depressing. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I, I, I'm not saying I like that. I'm saying for that as a character trait, I like when he's a bit more depressed and you know turns yeah. to obviously the Catholic Church and so on. Like he, he really lo loves his religion and so on. Like I love him being a kind of depressed character as opposed to happy and arrogant. There was no religion in this one at all, was there? No, there wasn't. Uh, Pete agrees with you, Shane. Uh, he said he liked the book, but it's not really on keeping with the character or his history. Um, again, that doesn't bother me because I don't know his history. Um, uh, so, you know, I reckon I'll end up scoring this a bit higher than you guys. Um, uh, and Chris there, he says that's exactly what they were going for, Shane. As he came off the craziest bout of depression and possession, he decided to be carefree as he is running away from all the problems by being a knob. <laughs> <laughs> I read that in Chris's Welsh accent. It sounds great. Well, if that's what they were going for, they nailed it because he was a massive smug twat in this book. Yeah, he was. I mean, coming back to that um, that final issue, I didn't... Like, 
you can understand the motivations you know like he wants to keep foggy safe you know you know and he has this idea you know hey let's let's kill you off and he's like i don't want to do that but you know but it happens anyway but you know it it was kind of like he just forced this to happen and foggy just didn't have a say and i didn't like that um but then, you know, I think the only thing that saved it for me was the fact that Foggy was okay with it at the very end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't too keen on that. Connie's in. Good evening. Thank you for joining. Hello. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't take that sort of choice away from someone because not only would he have to go into hiding, he'd have to just give up his entire life, all his family, um, mm. all his friends. They, everyone has to think he's dead. For how long? Yeah, how long like, was it? I mean, th there was no time limit. He was just like, "Yeah, you're gonna die, and then we'll just carry on your treatment." Yeah, I think like he was yeah. already dying, like, or he was really sick. So to take him away from his family, <laughs> oh my god, Glenn's on it tonight, isn't he? Like there with another <laughs> with another corker. He didn't have the foggiest. That's great. <laughs> Keep him coming, mate. And yeah. It's almost yeah, like a Bruce Wayne away. mood, wasn't it? Almost oh, like a Bruce. Yeah. Something yeah, see, do. he would do something like that, yeah. To one, like he has done it before to Robbins, hasn't he? Like he did it yeah. to Stephanie Brown, like he faked her death and sent her away. You know, but to do that to your best, like that's his best friend, and he yeah. took the choice out of it. He took the choice from him, and that's not right, not at all. No, I I totally agree. Um, it shouldn't. Yeah, but is this keeping with the character? Yes or no? Is it uh, to an extent like him faking his death and or organizing that? Well, like Daredevil, him? yeah, making his friend have a yeah. fake death. I think, from what I know of Daredevil, he's always trying to do what he thinks is right, what he thinks is the right thing to do to keep people safe without really yeah. asking. What do well, you why think? didn't he fake his own death then? Because if he faked his own death, no one would go after his friends. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to save people. Basically, what I'm getting, uh, what I feel like you guys are saying, that he's just very selfish and big-headed, egotistical, and for someone who's meant to be so religious, best. yeah, not it doesn't fit with someone so religious, does it? No, no. Uh, yeah. So, but again, if if, if you watch the t the Netflix show, he, he has those similar traits, where mm -hmm. he just thinks he's right all the time. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Da -da -da. But the, not right, to the extent we're going to. Yeah, not to the extent we're going to fake your death. Like I say, like no consideration for family, you know, income. Like how's he paying for him? Like he's in hiding, all this kind of stuff. Like it just seems like he just done it, and it may be the right thing to do. And obviously, it was because Foggy was okay with it. But maybe we're saying this now because we don't know the threat. You know, we didn't read what came before and we don't know what comes after. Or maybe the threat is so severe that faking the death is the best thing and we wouldn't be begrudge Matt Bardock for doing it. But Yeah. But saying that, because he says that they won't go after Kristen because they don't know that they're dating. But she's his, um, his law partner. Yeah, they yeah. brushed Surely that off, they, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, it's like he just really doesn't care about Kristen one bit. He's like, oh, fuck her. Like, if, she, if they go after her, they go after her. It was literally we, like that because surely if they were wanted to destroy everything that he loves and cares for, they'd go after his law practice and she's his partner. So they would definitely go after her. No, whether they're dating or not, they would go after his law partner. 
that's I mean they, they brush that off by saying something <laughs> silly like you know you try being the one to tell her what to do or something along those lines like she's not the spoke like they didn't even think about doing it because she's obviously going to say no it was like okay no problem but Foggy has no yeah, choice. But Foggy in said no as well, and he yeah, still got I, blown that's, up that's, in the giant yeah. robot. <laughs> You're gonna die. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it wasn't right, was it? No. Um, what did you guys think about the um, you know the Daredevil Shroud duo dynamic thing? Yes, uh, give me a book. Like yes, I would. Well, you... I would read a buddy cop style really? with the pair of them. Yes, I thought they were great together. I really like that. Two I really blind guys. Shroud. Yeah, solving crimes with very together. different powers because the shroud's yeah. powers are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. Shadow power, and like he could make duplicates of himself, and he could send out shards. Because Daredevil even said at one point, he said he could have killed me. He could have sent a shard of shadow through my chest and killed me. Yeah, so he's pretty powerful, yeah. and he looks I pretty feel, cool as well. I, I like, like the, I like the rope. Yeah. We didn't get enough, not not didn't get enough of the shroud, but and like obviously we mentioned his backstory with, with Julia and so on and, and trying to find his love, whatever. But I feel like I don't know if I want to see much more of that story. I don't know if I care about the shroud at the minute. Yeah. I don't, I, I, do you know what I mean? It's like I've read his stuff and it was fine, but if I'm going to read on, I want to know more about the Foggy Nelson stuff and why this organization is after him and not so much the shroud. So the, the shroud and the oil. They're not they're not my kind of characters that I want to read because even though like um you know the shroud did look quite cool, like even like the scar on his face, like he looked like he's really rugged and kind of like uh disheveled. Yeah, disheveled. Like he's he's got some real dark history and he's obviously still mm. he's still trying to be good despite all that. Um but also leave leave enough on to think, can I trust him? Because you probably can't trust him. But he's not evil. I don't know. It's a, he's a like. weird character. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I like, like, though, because if you're working with him, you've got that constant fear all the time. It's like, is he just going to like turn around and stab me in the back at any moment to get the upper hand on someone else? Or is he going to betray me? I, I mm. like that kind of dynamic with two characters. And if it wasn't Daredevil, I would read him with someone else. I, I would follow him on his journey to find Julia. Because not only do I want to know what happened to Julia, but I like the character. I really Two like Breeder Shroud standalone I, book as well. I would. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'd like I didn't really know what to make of him. You know, like what his motivations were. It was a bit um muddied, I guess. Uh, you know, like I think he was just hanging around Daredevil just to I don't know, use him. Uh, get well, he was his key to the owl, wasn't he? He said if I if I hand yeah. you over the owl will come out and I'll get him. He he basically wants to he wants to rid the streets of crime bosses and bad guys and he's willing to kill to do it so yeah he's, he's like the punisher i suppose isn't he yeah that's <laughs> true blind punisher just not uh, as cool. no yeah chris is here saying all the bad character traits apart from the right all the time stuff do show themselves to be symptomatic of his depression and fear uh, this volume really does rely on previous and subse subsequent so i think i think that's touching on the the foggy uh, stuff like why he's doing all the, yeah, you know, I know what's right. I'm gonna do what I want, and yeah. So because he's depressed and fearful of all this stuff, he's just jumping the gun, doing all this stuff straight away, uh, without without thinking or talking first or giving choices and just cracking on. Fair, but yeah. then it's a volume one. You should be able to pick it up and understand it without reading. Yeah. 
twenty one yeah. years before. I feel like I did understand it. I felt like yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Can yep. I um talk about Hank Pym and the Ant Man? Because I thought that whole sequence was really weird. Why? The fact that Ant Man was inside Foggy Nelson, like he was combating this these kind of cancerous cells. Oh yeah, yeah. The way they explained, like I can't cure your cancer, I can't touch the tumor type thing, but I can stop these cells reaching other parts of your body. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. I don't know why. It's more like. If you're going to be in there, you're going to be kind of killing things, whatever. Because they even explain, like, it's only 50-50 chance that this really works. So it's almost like they just kind of threw something in there. For what reason? It was to put, so Hank Pym could be in the book to save Foggy at the end. That, that, that's what I, mean. <laughs> I, I I get that. That's why they've done it. It just <laughs> seems like a, really, like a really kind of wishy-washy kind yeah. of way to introduce him. To have Hank Pym in the book later on. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I just thought, like, yeah. you don't have a touch in the whole cancer thing. Because, obviously... If there's an idea or chance that you can have a little person say just sapping away the cancer cells, do it. Yeah. But like they, they didn't really explain that well, this won't work. We can't touch no, the cancer. It... So do something else with Hank Pym then. Yeah, they just wanted him in it. But Daredevil literally could have just called him up and said, I have a plan to save Foggy. I need you to come help. Yeah. yeah. Simple as that. He didn't need to be there at the beginning. You could have just called him. Yeah, Call him right. up on the old ant phone. Beep, 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 beep. Um yeah. <laughs> I think, Sorry. The, to be fair, I didn't realize at the time because obviously the the robot thing you think it's a real villain at the time or mm. uh, what's he called? Um, well, who do you think it was? He referred to him, didn't he? Leaper was it? The Leaper, the Leaper, oh, the frog. Yeah, the frog yeah. Leaper guy. Yeah, so, yeah. And obviously he uh, then the explosion happens and then he falls out and you didn't really realize it was happening. You see two little two little people floating on a bit of bit of debris or whatever and say oh yeah that's Hank Pym obviously but he even refers to the fact that he would love to call Hank Pym now if I could call Ant-Man now I'd be great but I've no time I'm too busy I can't call anybody but hmm. I don't know I, the, the whole Ant-Man thing even though it meant, made sense at the Foggy Nelson issue what they're going to save him I just I just don't know if I liked it don't know if I, if I liked that inclusion yeah yeah um I feel like this is one of those episodes where not a lot happens in the book and we end up having a slower conversation. Like last week, it was just me and Shane talking about Saga and I think we could have talked about that for a lot longer than we did. But I mean, the, the, the kind of, you know I, I know, I know we're a bit slower than last week, but it's like it just shows that the content in this book isn't as deep, mm -hmm. you know? Um, oh, and Speaking of saga, uh, Shane, you've pointed out on your Instagram that there is a bit of a, an Easter egg or potential Easter egg in this book relating to saga. And I totally didn't pick this book because of that. It's just a very happy coincidence. <laughs> but tell everyone what, what happens, Shane. Um, Daredevil speaking to... It's the Shroud he's talking to, isn't it? They're having a conversation and the Shroud answers his question and he says, um, lying cat says you're lying. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Daredevil likes Saga. They'd have a yeah. Braille version in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was like yeah, because Phil, you and I were talking about this beforehand, uh, before we went live, and and we were saying that we both kind of searched it up, didn't we? Like, is Lion Cat like a, a normal thing that isn't Saga related? But all we could find was saga. saga related stuff. Or for me, I just found pictures of cats lying down. 
<laughs> that was that. <laughs> I, I think a saga Daredevil crossover that's something we all need. Ooh, that'd be good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or like a Daredevil and Will crossover. <gasps> no, the Will and the Shroud. <laughs> I want the Will and the Shroud. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Um guys, I think I think we might as well get to it then. Should we should we go and do thoughts and scores? Yeah. Oh, before I have one question. Um, yeah. The owl, when he goes to that machine thing to get all the information, he's left yeah. like, like just floating there at the end, like wrapped up in wires. Did it work? Did it not work? Is he lobotomized? Is he now super duper smart? Is that coming in the future? That's mm. that's one thing that there's a that's unanswered for me. That's one of the things that obviously. Uh, brings down the burger such that like, it is kind of unanswered because you don't know what happens. I think did the police take him away. He yeah, but then the why did the shroud away? and Daredevil leave him, or why did they even let him get to that part of the machine? There's your answer. Chris says there it did work and it's coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but the, the oils. I can't. I can't take the oil seriously. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's because he called it's an oil and it's it's, yeah. He looks pretty <laughs> fair. The design on the aisle for this book, he looks like very much like a Jack Kirby Silver Age character with the kind of the hair sticking out. I just, I didn't, I don't, I don't know. It's just the aisle isn't for me. Oh man, yeah, he was. It felt like a bit of a B team villain, didn't he? Even they referred yeah. to that, didn't they? The B, the B team, didn't they? Or someone oh, referred to they? the B team? <laughs> Did they? Maybe it was Matt Murdock. Um, yeah. Dominic from the comic book reporter says, he's saying, oh, I'm so late to the party. Thank you for joining. And he says, guys, I was so ready for this book because I remember him saying last week how much he likes Daredevil and he was really excited to, to for us to talk about this. So thank you for joining. Um, should have hit can, that bell. Yeah, no, should have <laughs> hit the bell. But, um, but you can um, join us now with the final thoughts and scores, I guess. Um, so, so you guys know the score. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing our thoughts and scores. And please do the same in the comments. Let us know what you thought and uh, tell us a score out of 10 as well. We'll add it all up and we'll give you an average as well as uh, ourselves. Um, Shane, do you want to go first? I will go first. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Like I say, um, story I enjoyed, the speediness of it. I really enjoy a book I can pick up and literally have a cup of coffee and just read yeah. it in one go. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes you don't want to be there for two, three hours just slugging your way through a book. You just want to read it. And this was an actual page turner. You did want to know what was happening on the next page. So you were just sat there going, whoa, 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 whoa. It was fun to read. Uh, like yeah. I say, not a massive fan of the art. If it was a bit darker, a bit grimier, a bit dirtier, I would have scored this a bit higher. But for my enjoyment out of it, which is how I score now. So do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, this isn't, this wouldn't be up there in blinding must read books. Yeah. But for my enjoyment, I had a really good time. I didn't regret reading it. I finished reading it and I was like, I can see myself reading the next volume. So yeah. um, for me, this is a really good seven. Great. Okay. A really good seven. So like a seven um, plus. <laughs> it's like it's it's like a seven that's leaning, like leaning towards the eight, but it's just not there. Seven point five or no 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 it's not there either. It could it could have it could fall that way, but not. Okay. It, no. you, you, you do realize this is a Marvel book. I do. Yeah, it's just... But it's not a Captain Marvel book. Okay. <laughs> touche, touche. Uh, Phil, let's go over to you. Yeah, my my thoughts 
kind of reflect what Shane is saying. Like, so Scott, I think you mentioned earlier on the show that you almost expect, I think you expect me to score this low. But yeah. the thing is, I didn't not enjoy this. There are a few things that like it didn't hit hit me, like it didn't, you know, uh, it didn't take to as such. But as Shane had said, that reading this book from start to finish, it was really quick, really fast paced, and really enjoyable. Um, the things we've mentioned that are negatives, like why it's in San Francisco, and even you know, I the shroud and the owl stories kind of unfilled on so it hasn't ended. Like that isn't a negative as such to me at the minute. It's as Shane's saying, did I enjoy from cover to cover? And I did. Um, I didn't enjoy the art. I'm not a huge Chris Samney fan. So my points have been docked mainly because of the art. Again, it's not bad. It's just not something, uh, you know, it's not something I, I overly enjoy looking at. It's not unpleasant. It's just not, it's not Daredevil art to me. But if you're reading the current Daredevil stuff, you are spoiled when you have uh, Marco Tictetto on art because it's really dark and gritty and that's what I like. But um, again, enjoyment. The Foggy Nelson story was good. Um, Daredevil's an arrogant prick, but again, he's, maybe he's meant to be. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm touching what, what to do, where to lean, to lean towards Shane. I'm going to go 6.5. I'm going to go okay. 6.5. Just again, sheer enjoyment. Yeah. Okay, um, so we've only got three scores in the comments. I feel like Chris is going to give one. I feel you know he's he's been commenting the whole time. He's got to give one. So um, I'll do mine, and then we'll we'll do that. Hopefully he'll he'll, he'll pop one in. Oh, there it oh. is! <laughs> wow, that was weird. Um, okay, so, so let's go ahead and let's do the uh, the scores for the audience then. So we had Triple G, Pete coming in with a seven, Tottenham Gaming with a seven point five. Uh, and we had uh, Dominic uh, giving it um, 8.5, solid uh, Daredevil run and collection, beautiful art, what's not to love? Uh, and then we've also had Chris saying, uh, Wade run is his favourite Daredevil run, but as a standalone book, it has to be a 7.5. Um, if it was the hardcover volume 4, which starts with this volume, it would have been a 9. Okay. <laughs> Ahoy hoy podcast listeners, Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. All right, so... Uh, so there is... Done that wrong. Okay. Maths. Okay. Sorry. Right, right. Let's go ahead and do my thoughts. Um, this was a really cool starting point uh, for a new reader. Uh, like I've said throughout this, um, I thought the art was, you know, uh, flat coloured, um, not a lot of like definition to it, but you know, it did the job at telling the story. And my favourite parts were obviously the parts where they were really. Uh, showcasing Daredevil's uh, ability to see, and you know how we, you know, uh, is in a way you would hear things away with the sonar senses as well, um, and the heartbeat. I loved the heartbeat section as well. That was really cool. Um, the story was really good, self-explanatory for like why he was in San Francisco, why he was doing what he was doing. Um, I think the whole uh, introduction to the shroud and the whole. Uh, motivation for them to team up to go against the owl um 
was great it wasn't that not uh, wasn't sorry wasn't that great <laughs> um it wasn't particularly um gripping because i actually struggled to remember what happened i only finished reading this a few days ago so and shane you just reminded me of the whole um bit with the the energy that he takes to become mega super smart, smart. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um again yeah like it wasn't very memorable um but all i can take away from this book is that it was fun um and i do want to see where it goes um so uh i'm gonna do a little bit above the both of you and i'm gonna give it a 7.5 Ooh. yes so uh we have the audience scores um seven. we have a, a seven a 7.5 an 8.5 and uh, another 7.5 and they average out at 7.6 uh and then us boys all the way over here. Uh, so Phil gave it a 6.5, Shane gave it a 7, and I gave it a 7.5. And that rounds us off to a lovely 7 out of 10. Ooh. There we go. So let's go ahead and see what that did for the leaderboard. Where does it go? Uh, where is it, boys? 7, 7, 7. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Max Carnage. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my score. <laughs> but there it is. Uh, <laughs> so, are you not keen on that, Phil? Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. I mean, it's not better than Maximum Carnage, but sure. Yeah, so there we go. We get a seven out of ten. It's, it's finally got a neighbour. It's got someone to keep him, keep them company. At uh, was it seventeenth place? Joint seventeenth <laughs> place. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's it, guys. Thank you very much uh, for sticking around and watching and getting involved. Um, let's go ahead and go around to see what we've got coming up on everyone else's channel. Shane, anything coming up your end? Um, not just yet. This weekend we'll be recording the next quiz, so that should be out one day next week, depending on how much editing it takes. But the previous <laughs> quiz still has a live viewer competition for two more days. Um, yes. The competition ends on Friday, so if you haven't entered... Go watch Quiz Night 11, and then you can enter the viewer competition to win a prize. Mm. Great. Okay. Phil? Uh, spoiler warning for the quiz. This is your winner right here. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I'm trying to re-engage, re reignite the, uh, the the YouTube channel. So I do have a haul video I put on the other day. I do have stuff recorded. It's just when I get my backside in gear to get that edited and put on, on YouTube. So hopefully this week... Um, I'm going to try and aim for every a video every two weeks. That's not on nice. doable. Yeah. So yeah, every every two weeks. So expect one at some point within the next seven days, Just whenever. <laughs> within, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, I don't have um, anything uh, coming up this week, um, apart from appearing on on the quiz with Shane and Philip, my enemy. Uh, but you know, in ten days' time, we do have Comic Gear Waves episode eight. Um, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, we're still open for people to send in some videos for the answer. Uh, and, and the question is, what is the best Marvel book or story? Uh, this yeah, one. It's, it's Daredevil. It's, it's this Daredevil. one. <laughs> it is. Um, so, yeah, so, send, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so just send myself or Phil a video no longer than 30 seconds long. And the deadline is the 19th of September. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, I should really say what's coming up next. Um, but uh, let's, let me just talk about some other comments. So, Chris here is really kind. Can I just say to 
It still must be strange for you guys without Dino, but you're all doing a fantastic job, and I love my Wednesday evenings with you all. Thank Aww. you very much, mate. It means Thank a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're doing our best. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Liam as well, he's also jumped in saying, I didn't read, uh, he can't score, but he wants to give us 31 out of 30 overall for us guys, and he'll let us fight out who uh, who gets the 11 out of 10. We, we all know. It's fair. Yeah, it's just... He gets it. Obviously. Yes. Uh, yes. But fact, before... I, I, I get more than that, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll give you like 13. and yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but before we go, we should tell you what we got coming up next week. So, we do have Middle West Volume 1, written by Scotty Young. Scotty Young and art yes. by Jorge Caruna. Yes, it looks so good. Um, if you guys want to get ahead of the curve, uh, we do have some links in the description uh, of this video to go and buy the Volume 1 and the three-volume collected edition as well, uh, depending on what you like to read. Uh, yeah, It's called The Complete Tale, and that's the best price I've seen it for a long time, so yeah. jump on that link. Go ahead and look at it. So yeah, that is finally it. Um, there we go. Uh, I've got, I've got this thing I want to get out. <laughs> put it, keep, this keep is it, a family keep it, show, yeah. Scott. <laughs> we all want to get there it. Out. Oh, got my on. waves out. Have you guys got your waves out? Get your waves out. Thanks a lot for coming, Phil. Hell, thanks a lot for coming, guys. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>